You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the JRE Joe Rogan Universe. Um, Joined as always by Garrett. How you doing, bud? What's up, guys? And what do we got this week? We've got John Terzian and Craig Susser, the restauranteurs. Yes, sir. And... Uh, the Todd White one I want to go over as well, uh, yeah. the jiu-jitsu artist guy. Right. <clears throat> it's kind of a COVID-heavy week again, kind of. <laughs> Tell me about it. There's no way to get away from it. God, dude. So, I mean, I'm, I get why you bounced out, but I'm starting to get to that point. Like, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, are we just suffering because of the beach? Or, like, what are we doing? Because everybody else is like, I don't want to say everybody else, but, I mean, I guess I'll just get this out there right now. And I don't I this sounds like a caveman theory about it. But it seems like the fact that California's locked down as much, if not more, than any other place. And we seem to have the highest amount of cases. Like, what are we thinking? Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, and you can't and you can't do anything anyway, right? You know, it's it's living up in Bozeman. People are like, oh, you know, why'd you move? And I'm like, isn't it obvious? <laughs> right? And then because I'm having these conversations, I'm realizing more and more why I left. Because I list everything I enjoyed doing, like jujitsu, stand up comedy, um, you know, going to restaurants and bars where we knew everyone because we worked in a bar, right? And we can't do that. It's like, what is left? Like, right. hey, I love the weather and I love the beach, right. but I didn't ever really like the beach that much. I it mean, wasn't like I was at the beach every day. I differ there. It That's was cool. The one thing. That's the I one love thing. it. Right. I'm there every day, but I understand what you're saying. It's like, it's <clears throat> it's a bonus for sure. But at this point, yeah. it's pretty much the only thing we have. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's like just a bad taste in my mouth. I, I don't know. And there's no science behind any of it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like we're just fucking rolling the dice here and fucking up everything. And initially I was like, man, I'm for sure going to have a job back. But after listening to those guys talk about the restaurants, and those are some super successful restaurants here in L.A. I mean, my place, yeah. just based on pure demographic and where it's at, is going to be busy if they reopen it. But, I mean, they're really putting the fucking stranglehold on these businesses now. It's like... The way the, the way they were just talking well, yeah, about the, how, how they were navigating through it, and it's like you, you throw one rock at them and they fucking figure out how to put up outdoor dining, they invest that much money into it, and then you're going to take away that on top of it? Like, what in the fuck are we doing? Like, it... And it's all, it's only here, right? Like I don't know. I well, know, a I lot of that. places have restrictions, right. like New York does, <clears throat> but you can have patio dining there. What was really messed up about on the podcast? I mean, what must be so frustrating for them is they hear, okay, so you build a sixty thousand dollar patio area, right. and then the next week they close it, 
and they agree and they're like okay but it's just like they're getting told to do one thing by the state and then the next day they're just changing it anyway and these guys are obviously bowlers they've got a lot of money and capital to put in but most restaurants are not like that right you know they're not owned by people that just have infinite cash right well when they said 70 percent of them are likely to go under that's what i heard too and i'm i'm like does mine fit into that one because i mean we're one of the few that's of course i mean you yeah the Cabo has like what sixteen different spots, right? So it's I quite mean, big, right? But again, I mean, in a way, you could look at it like that's a lot that they have to keep open. Oh man, that's a lot of overhead for them. A lot. It's not like they're getting any breaks. It's like I just don't know how long you can do this. Like it's, I mean, here we are, almost a year in. I mean, we're ten months in, and we have made no inkling. I mean, we have just fucking navigated this as poorly as fucking possible. It seems like. Especially, yeah, it kind of feels a little bit now like they just, you know, sailed the yacht right and, into and the, the rocks. F- and the fact that they're out, like out and about, and we've talked about this. Like I, I know Joe's talked about it, and Sam and I have mentioned it quite a few times. It's like you've lost all fucking all integrity by being caught out and about doing exactly what you've told people you can't do. It's like you've lost. Any, that was disgusting. Like so, just like how in the fuck. I don't know how people aren't like just uproaring. Like I, I mean, I'm not, I'm just one guy, but a huge part of me is like, man, I wish that I could fucking just shake the fucking cage because I don't think I'm the only one that feels this way. I think the vast majority of people are. Uh, I mean, there's that handful of people that are just staying in their house, like fucking. I know there is. I don't necessarily communicate with a lot of them just because I don't. I mean, the vast majority of people that I hang out with are still kind of just living life. I mean, being careful, but living life. You know what I mean? And you're. Like they said, you're just forcing people into house party situations. Like you really are. Like if you're not, you're taking. It's like it's people are just gonna react at this point. There's not like you. It's just not feasible. I don't think. What's the sentiment right now? I mean, New Year's coming up in a couple of days. I had tickets to come out there, but I mean, our plan was we were all gonna go to Catalina. Obviously, that's right. off the cards. Right. You well, know, I mean, hearing all this news this, too, it's like there's nothing to do. I mean, are people even going to plan to meet up at I, I, that's places? What, Sam, Sam was just saying, he's like, I'm having a hard time wanting to plan anything because I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm just like, I don't know. We're going to fucking Mexico. I need to, we need to, I'm sure we, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. Like, I've been to Florida. I've been all over the place. It's like, you're not. Just get I mean, out of the country yeah, now. Well, that's the thing. And I was like, I was hesitant to go. I was like, if they're not even going to allow us in the fucking hot tub in the hotel or the Airbnb, whatever. I was like, I'm not going there either. Like, I'm not going to another place that's just like locked down. But apparently we found one that's open. But we can't even go sit well, in a fucking good. hot tub. At least you, you have can- a plan. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. At least you have a plan. You know, yeah. I just can't believe that they were saying, like, uh, I think it was Craig that was saying it, that, um,. That there's just no pushback, right? Right. So the government, you know, California and the state, whatever they they create these regulations, they're nonsensical. A lot of them, because you can still go to the mall and other places, right? And then, and then there's just no pushback. Like there's nothing you can do. It's well, not that, like you can. That's sue the thing them. is they're like just they're rolling with the punches. It's like how are the restaurants being fucking like whipped? But they're just rolling with the punches, figuring it out, and they won't. There's no end in sight at this point. Like I just stopped by my spot on the way home from the beach today, popped into my restaurant, and I was like, "Yo, what's the story?" He's like, "Nobody knows," and I'm like, 
And Sam seems to think that once Biden gets into fucking office, it's going to be like a nationally mandated fucking lockdown for X amount of time. Like national. All right, we should probably explain that uh, that Sam is a friend of ours that also lives in California. Correct. And uh, he gets a lot of good information. Like, he knows so many people that... His brothers are good uh, resources, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a bit a bit of a Republican conspiracy theorist sometimes, though, so right. take everything with a grain of salt. Right. But, yeah, man. I, that story that where they closed the comedy store, because so they set up outside patio space, right, right. for a while. Right. And I never saw it. I was already gone, but I was really hopeful of that. I was like, great, they're going to figure out a good way to do this. And right. they were projecting the comedy out to the that dining area and they, <laughs> they still close that how does that make any sense is it going to go through the tv i'm just like, who, who's benefiting from this is my is my question like who is benefiting because is somebody getting paid somewhere uh, like I mcdonald's don't yeah i guess yeah these big, these I don't big know. corporations are the only thing that's benefiting it's like wow wow like I, well it was interesting what they said about the lobbyists right so the food lobbyists obviously right. work for the the big food chains right and a lot of them didn't need to really especially fast food didn't need to close right and then there's like uber delivery the eats uber eats is probably doing well because oh, sure you know so so they're not they they've got no reason to fight for the the small restaurants right uh, but it's just such a shame in that area. Or if you look at anywhere, like everyone listening to this, if you think of your favorite restaurants in your town, your city right now, guaranteed it's going to be like just there's one of them. Right. It's just one of them. And they've done a really good job and they've made it amazing. And it's like the one of the best things to go do. Like right. go out, eat some great food. And, you know, it's not this mass produced right. kind of conveyor belt style food it's got real character and taste and all the good shit you like right it's gonna be gone i mean like it's, i know it's we're not so like we're just waiting for things to open that, up that's what i'm saying like, that's like, what we've been saying like let's just wait but there's not gonna be anywhere left right they won't be able to afford to do it because it'll open and it close again it'll open and these guys were saying something i didn't think about when it reopens it takes a long time to get moving again. You got to get all that inventory in, and you know it right. takes like eight nine months to get right. up to speed. If they close it twice during that time, I feel terrible for dude. He, dude, in this he situation. raised such a good point too. He goes, "We are the rule followers." Remember when he said that? Like I didn't even think about that. Oh but yeah, as far as like the health department mm-hmm. goes and stuff, I was like, I didn't even think of that fucking angle. But that makes so much sense. He's like, dude, we get paid. I mean, our job is to follow the fucking rules. How in the f- <laughs> like what 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 are we doing like what are we doing because you guys are criticizing us and I I mean there's been certain statistics that have come up that I've heard I think they reiterated the same thing about there being like a three percent there's a proof that three percent of like the cases come from dining in or dining out but all that information was all about dining in as well like all those studies were all about dining in so there's not even any research doing on outdoor dining it's just assumed. Which is so fucking stupid because the guy even said, I don't, I don't know if it was on the same one, but he's like, the fucking worst thing you can do is be inside with other people. He's like, the best thing you can do is open a window. That logic to me makes so much fucking sense. I'm like, how is this not the normal fucking, 
rhetoric. Like, what are we doing? Like, open a window, go outside. It doesn't live out there. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I, I, you're forcing people into a house. You're forcing people to congregate. Like they were saying, like these to-go orders, they're doing to-go orders for 30, 40 people. It's like, that makes so much sense. Makes so much sense. Especially people that are young yeah. and vibrant. Like, I understand people are pre-existing terms and a lot of these things like people have fallen over sick and died and I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that I mean if I'm one of them tomorrow then you can check my words today like I just don't know what to say we can't keep living in fear I, I just it's it's hurting it's hurting everybody in so many other ways well and there's a safe there is that's the point there's a safe way to do it like right. they can open these things and they could make it safe they even talked about testing like I don't like that that started fucking, a testing company dude can you imagine it's a showing, bit much right I wouldn't show up an hour it's a bit early much but they're just that, trying to right. find they're trying to a find medium. a solution right Right. Anything, right? Get it open. Like even if we have to do this for now, right? I mean, there, there's a safe answer. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, let's open it because of business right. and people will die." They're not saying that, right? Not they're at saying, all. We can do this safely, right? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you this heated about, and I've said it again on this podcast. It it started with that basketball day, and ever since then, you've had dude it, really strong. I mean, you're in the you're in the middle of this, so I'm I get in the heart it, of but you this, want. Like, Right, uh, it, it's yeah, so, you weren't so, upset about this for a long time. Yeah, it's gotten to the point. Well, I mean, I have a job now. Like, I had a job that I now it's like lost. It almost feels like they have no idea when it's coming back, and it's like I need community. Like, I really need it. I don't care what anybody says. Like, it, it, you need that as humans, especially like extroverts like ourselves. Like, we'll manage through it, but at the same time, it's like, what are you taking away? You're taking away the dumbest, most ignorant shit. The gyms places where you go out to eat where did we come up with these are the fucking places that it's going to spread the most just because it's a social atmosphere otherwise people are exercising outside and you're going to tell me that that's worse for you and that it spreads like get the fuck out there's no there's no science behind it at all and who in the fuck are we saving like what are we doing you're killing so many places there's so many places boarded up out here it's just fucking sad. And you're and like they were talking about, it's like, when's it coming back? It's going to take a while to rebuild this. It's almost like if they just flipped the switch tomorrow and was like, all right, everything's open, here's the deal. Do the social distancing, fucking wear the masks. We're just going to fucking ride this out, see what happens. Dude, I feel like I could, I could leave, go to graduate school, finish that, set up a career, and by, by that time, like four or five years from now... Santa Monica back. will finally be coming back, and I'll right. be like, "All right, I'll move there now." That's it's like I'm not going to miss anything that's not until there, right? <laughs> right. Just get I to mean, work. And, and like I've said, like my my living situation is so fucking money and it's so good for me. It's I mean I would be just going somewhere to go somewhere. Other than the restaurant things, I mean, and I mean for, uh, whatever. Unemployment. I'm glad I'm fortunate. I do have it. Like I'd be fucking an asshole to say otherwise, because I know there's a ton of people out there that don't have it. So I'm very fortunate for that, and I won't, I won't say otherwise. But man, like just the fucking. How has this become normal for me? Like I don't. I wake up. I mean, granted, I have a handful of things that I do every day that keeps me in check. But just short of that, it's like. I don't know. I need to just be more productive. I've just been like waiting to be back to work, but it's like. 
some point in time. Well, but that's that's the dialogue, right? That's why we talk about it because it and why Joe does it puts a voice to it. Not everybody has the routine that you have. Like you're you stay physically fit, right? Right, and you have your group of friends, and you get down to the beach, and you know. I mean, you're doing things to kind of get that energy and stress out. Right, right. Plenty of these guys don't. All they had was work, and mostly everything else they did was unhealthy. Yeah, now right. everything they do is unhealthy. That's got to be rough. You got you to gotta find some fucking good habits in this situation. I'll tell you that. I mean. Well, huge companies are leaving California, too. Right. What did they say? Like Oracle. Uh, Pac- JP right. Packard and the computer one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, they're paying a price for this, and they're going to need that money to get back on their feet. Right. I mean, the state has to pay for things. I'm just having a hard time understanding it. Is this all for re-election, and who's re-electing you, and what are you, who's benefiting from this? Like, because are you saying that you're saving these lives? Is that the narrative? I mean, we're, what, a year in, and you've done, it's done nothing? Like, it feels like we've done nothing. And it just seems like they try and keep fucking insurging, like, this fear. There's a new virus. There's a da-da-da-da. It's like, bro, fuck off. Like, I don't believe anything you say anymore at all, period. (laughs) Off with your fucking head. Like, I'm done with it. Like, just done with it. They're definitely losing the confidence of people. I I mean, I never had Because it is so hard to know. Wow. It's fucking gone out the window, fly away, don't ever come back. Like, don't ever want to see you in person kind of thought process at this point. One of the big points that they made, like, towards the end of the podcast, which I think you can generalize to, like, a lot of different careers and things that happen is... You know, uh, uh, like, these guys all know each other because, like, great people come out of these areas of, like, L.A. and California, you know. A lot of times it seems like it's, like, big fish in your town. You head out there because you're, like, trying to find, you know, become an actor or just network and and do these things. And, you know, plenty of douchebags there, too. But there's some people that, like, we knew that really got on with it and were connecting well. And they, they talk about, right, so... They use the example like there's no comedy club. So it's not just that the famous, amazing comedians can perform and continue to make money. Right. But but like the newbies like me right. that desperately need our open mics, desperately need to like create that community, struggle through, get better, perfect our art. Like like new chefs, young chefs that want to cook and learn. And I mean, you you take it for fitness instructors, anyone. Right. Right, even jujitsu guys. Bro, I'm thinking like, about this kids. is how you make the next generation right. of masters is right. through practice, and they they can't do anything. They've done nothing for a year, and they, it may be two years, and then it's like, well, holy shit! What? Wh- how much are we losing from two, this? Two years, and what are we? What are we doing? Like, are are we moving forward? Is something changing? Is something better? What's going on? Because it feels like we're just insurging more fear, more fe- anytime it feels like things are going a little smooth, especially out here. I don't know how it is out there, but it feels like things are smooth, 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 boom, fucking slap in the face. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, how, how long do you think that we're supposed to just fucking suck it up? Because I, I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand. You're affecting so many people's lives at this point. So many. Like, I. <laughs> What's the fucking cost is the question. I don't understand how that's never I don't I don't there has to be somebody in there asking these questions. Like how is nobody asking these questions? Mm-hmm. Why is why I don't why, know, but I'll tell you what. When I was listening to this podcast, 
uh, the whole time I was imagining how pissed off you're getting. Oh my living god! In, directly having to deal with this, like you're basically what he's talking about. You're 100%. one of the guys that work in the restaurant. One hundred percent. I am exactly the guy he's talking about to a T. Yep. I'm like it's brutal, man. Ugh. Fortunately, we. I mean, we had just gotten a good squad at work. Like everybody was just stoked that we had a job and we were back and we we're working and sense of community we were just rolling with the punches that we had to have the outside dining and to take outside dining away is just dude the way they had it set up there's glass in between every table i mean the tables were set far apart and like they said it wasn't inexpensive to build that shit it's just it's it, 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 <laughs> sam was like i wish that uh he's like people wouldn't be leaving california for the holidays because this is what causes this and i'm like we're leaving Kelsey's leaving, like, everybody's wanting to leave, so it's like everybody he knows is doing the exact thing that he thinks is causing this. I just don't know. Like, I I don't believe anything at this point. Dude, it wouldn't matter if people stayed. There's that's, nothing there. That, I was I'm coming saying. there. Right? It's like you can't close everything and then just be like, oh, yeah, people are still, like, what's the what, point? What, what, you don't what, even <laughs> want tourists right. right now. Absolutely. Like, what's the point? He was saying some crazy statistic, too, that more people traveled through LAX, like, this is a fucking whatever kind of statement but he said in the, like the past two weeks or something the most people that have ever traveled through lax are traveling right now i mean it's pretty it's which pretty sounds evident. really unhealthy pretty evident that that's you're forcing people into these situations though like it's like prohibition yeah. it seems like maybe prohibition. more dangerous stuff dude i didn't even think of that that's a great idea too what he says <laughs> he kind of just like hinted to it but i didn't even think about it he's like you could just basically open like an underground restaurant at this point like you could just open a restaurant in your house like he's like that's what he's saying with people who are doing indirectly i think and i was like i didn't think of that market that's a smart idea right just like underground bars just like yeah you like fuck it put a sign or something see how long it goes (laughs) right cash only yeah cash only you have to know the stacks of white claws who knows man i mean i just well yeah i mean look it's not that that was there was like a doom and gloom type podcast but i appreciated those guys right. coming on and saying that message and that and it's really sad to hear that they can't get this message out there that other media outlets just won't take this story right. because it's what people want to fucking hear and talk about right. and and like appreciate what's happening right that real struggle for sure well look when they open again support the shit out of them them and any of your local restaurants absolutely like try not to go to the chains i guess and just keep these small places alive right um let's move on to the todd white one 1584 uh todd white sounds like a badass so he is an artist a legit jujitsu practitioner what do you say second degree third i think he might have said fourth dude fourth degree black and came up with in the same lineage is is joe um, and that's the, and this is another thing, right? To kind of expand on the last podcast is like, look at what LA has to offer. You take just jujitsu. Right. I mean, it was the premier location for it. Artists since you know UFC one. Oh right. And this is how Joe found it. This is how Todd found it. It's like my school uh, with Anato Magno at Street Sports in Santa Monica. I mean, that's Hicks and Gracie's cousin. God, we must have had on a, when we do our belt ceremonies, we have like 30, 40 black belts there. No wow, doubt. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's like four, five hundred years 
of jujitsu training. Dude, that guy's the epitome. You know? Don't judge a book by its cover because you can see yourself like talking shit to that guy in some bar or something and him just fucking twisting your ass up bad. Right? <laughs> like real bad. And he doesn't even like look the part. I don't know what you look like because I know there's a vast majority of jujitsu. Dude, dudes it wouldn't matter what he looked like. No, if I'm he's saying, that good and yeah. he's trained that long, you're right. dead. No, that's what I'm saying. And you just dead. You can't judge he anybody. Knows it. Right. Yeah, I mean, at his level, I mean, if Joe's a lot bigger than him, and and Joe's, you know, legit black belt and very good, and if they're similar ages, I mean, he should still be at a roll Joe. Right. You know, most of the time. I mean, that's 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 huge level. And on t- what? And th- here's another thing about why it's so important to get to train, and what it's like with the guys that you train with is like they often do master. Uh, you know at least their career or other things that they do right. because it's because it's like this difficult if you stay at jujitsu and you've got your black belt or shit you even get the purple it's so legit it means that you have massive dedication you can fight through huge adversity and you know you can really succeed in other areas and he talks about going like when he got laid off from nickelodeon was like a difficult time for him obviously he was doing the spongebob stuff and uh he he got like a lot of support from the jiu-jitsu community and and his instructor there right you've Uh, you've always it it comes into play so much more than just uh just like a place to train right like it's your family it's brotherhood and and even that's all stopped right it's Yeah, that was one of the first things for me moving to Bozeman. Hearing that the school was open up here, right? I'm like, fantastic, dude. I have. Uh, there's a guy called Cron Cron J- uh, Gracie. He's Hicks and Gracie's son. Right. He used to live in Santa Monica and have a school. He moved up here too. From what I've heard, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa. I mean, how much longer do we do this? I was just mentioning that to my girl last night. Like, wh- how, how long do we do this before we're like, all right, that's enough, time to go. Because for me, I've, 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 I've hinted toward this in the past. Like, Southern California was, like, the pinnacle of the spots to live for me. Like, Los Angeles is where I wanted to live. And that is kind of, all the air has kind of been blown out of that at this point. I mean, my life is good. Don't get it twisted. Like, I, I'm very fortunate to have the things that I have and be blessed with the situation that I'm blessed with at the certain, certain circumstances when I know a lot of other people. Like I said, I've been held up with the unemployment stuff, but man, how long do you just like let other people tell you how to live your life? Like, how, at what point? I've already gotten past that point clearly with the basketball situation, and just prior to that, I mean, I was trying to roll with the punches, but at this point, it's just like people telling other people what to do, and it's like, well, Todd was talking about that, right? He goes, you know, there's a lot of good and bad that you have to navigate living out in LA and it's like there's a lot of fake people right. there's a lot of users there's a ton of narcissists right. it's just like because it's that kind of energy and you have to navigate it all carefully but you find your group you find your people and your activities I was going to say my but once all that goes away it's like what are you left with right I mean that circle is what I value so much granted I still have a handful of the people that are close to me around me but not to the extent what it was like it was at the pinnacle, and then it was just like, what? Are, I mean, I don't know, man. I what's yep. what's the? What, how come nobody is evaluating these like the situational cost? Uh, like they they talked about it frequently. Like 
suicide, alcoholism, a divorce, domestic violence. These are not anything that anybody's like even hinting at, like on any of the major broadcasting networks or anything. Nobody talks about any of that ever. I've never heard it on the news. Have you? Mm. Not once ever. Like they how, don't want to. Right? I think that that's that's like too much against the narrative. Right. We're already two feet in, so there's no way to reevaluate and maybe make some fucking turns on the boat and switch it up a bit because we're too far in. Like, no, that's not how society works. Like, if you realize something's wrong, you got to right the right the ship. Like, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> I mean, it just has to come back to that point. I mean, like like what Todd was saying and how he started off his journey out in L.A. Like, he watched that first UFC fight right. at some party he went to, yep. right? Which is standard. Like, that's a standard cool thing that would happen. Yeah. And then you, there was before Google, but nowadays you could just Google whatever it is. Right. And then it turns out it's right <laughs> down the street. Right. Because everything that, like, there's so many great things to do there. Right. So he went down the street. He started training. He went to that shitty oh, gym yeah, and beat up that instructor, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. No, that was dope. Well, you can't you, – look, once you get a good armbar down, I mean, pff, right. most other martial arts are – probably pretty useless and i mean he made that point you know he was telling the truth right and then from that point he left some guys went with him he went to different schools and three doors and became a killer yeah right that's not happening today good luck right <laughs> i love it when joe was he goes yeah uh so jocko got um covid and I texted him, what you, what and he just wrote back in all caps, not a factor. Not a factor. I was fucking cracking up. I was like, that's... What a legend. What an amazing thing to say. I would have said some crazy shit like that, too. I love that. Is Jocko related yeah, to him somehow? Or they just call him Uncle Jocko? Who, Joe? No, to Todd. I got the... Oh, no, no, no. They're just, they're just boys because of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, because uh, Todd called him Daddy. Yeah, right? I couldn't understand. I didn't think that was the connection, but I thought that they might be related for some reason. No, he's just saying that, like, like whenever anyone is unsure about something, I think you just reach out to Jocko, and he tells you it's going to be okay. 100%. Like, if you're in that circle of friends, That's, I mean, he's, the he's guy. just... Not, yeah, not a factor. It seems like that. Not a yeah, factor. Yeah, not a factor. Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's keep going. Dude, I, 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 try, I try and tell people that, I mean, I no preach preacher or anything but i i'm like whatever the narrative you want to call 2020 is it is you know what i mean you can say it's so shitty and this that and the other but i mean for me and i know a lot of people that if you decided to make some good choices like you could be in a good spot right now like i'm healthy i'm happy i'm good but i mean i want more now and the fact that they're trying to hold me down for even longer than i mean a year in itself, just to think of that, to be like you would let somebody tell you what to do for a year is crazy. And the fact that we're at the point now where it's like we're just kind of like, uh, we'll just go ahead and do whatever they say. We, we have no voice. It's like, um, how long do we do that? Well, you do, but that's the thing that people are forgetting. It's like you have that voice right like it's you know and it doesn't just mean move right it's like there there are other options but i mean i did joe did lots of people did right. he even said that todd was one of the main reasons he moved to austin right 
Like that that guy inspired him to move. I mean, you know, the fact that places are open. About... Isn't it crazy to think that the fact that places are not only cool, but just the fact that they're open is the incentive to move out of another state. Right. I mean, if my little... And remember, it doesn't have to be forever. Right. Right? I don't look at leaving Santa Monica like I could never go back there again. I just don't want to right now. To now is not the time. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. I just don't care to. I'm like, no. There's new adventures. Like, my buddies went duck hunting today. And some others went to the to the hot springs near here, nice. and there's like hiking and snowboarding and and skiing open, and most of the restaurants and bars. I mean, there's restrictions in time, like you can't be out past ten, but you can still go. You can chill. Like if you came up here, you'd be like, other than everyone wearing masks, you might not even notice that there were restrictions. Florida still does not give a flying fuck. It's crazy. And I don't know that their numbers, I, I don't know the math on this, but I don't know that their numbers are, like, far subseding everything else. Have you heard that? It's not, I mean, every... Say that again, I... They say that... I could they, barely hear you. I said, do you think that, I, I don't know the numbers, but I know that they like to say that Texas and they like to say that Florida and Arizona are, like, the worst states because they're staying open, but I would really like to see the science on that. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I knew more about it. I mean, there's obviously ways that you can stay open, and it's it's a mess. I have friends going down to Miami for New Year's. They live in Chicago, right? And they're going down because everything's open, right? Right? And and they're not they're not like like careless party, silly all, people right? that don't want to get sick. Yeah, right. I mean, they're like in their forties. Like right. they just want to be able to do something normal. They right. they just getting tired of it since. Uh, <laughs> that one guy we didn't we didn't touch on him but the burn sign or whatever his his podcast but he mentioned something about like the, there's just no science on it he was even talking about the masks and stuff like this is all like placebo just like make you feel some kind of way i think all of it mm. I, I don't know like you're wearing the mask to, basically it's become just like you're not a dick whether or not it does anything, nobody fucking knows, other than those N95s. But other than that, it's like nothing. Nobody knows that these other things are like really doing anything for anybody. So, but if you do, and that makes me wonder because, because I mean, the the range between masks from like shittiest <laughs> to an N95. I mean, I it's just like, well, wait a second. You can wear the shittiest one. Right. You can be in an Uber with the shittiest one and have a right. COVID and have three other people in the car <laughs> right. for an hour on a trip and that's okay. Right. With the windows rolled wide up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like spitting into your into your sock that you have over your face. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> There's no science behind any of it. That's the that's the problem. We're just going on stuff that people have said, and they're all liars. They've all make, made themselves all liars throughout the whole process. Granted, it's hard to keep. They're hard to trust. I mean, really hard to trust. There's none of them that I would want. I mean, well, look at look at this look at this great story, right? You take Todd's story, everything in his life that's helped him achieve, and you know you can tell by the way he's talking that jujitsu played a huge part in his success just in life and joe talks about it too many people have but now you've got 
a lot of people maybe about to make blue belt. Remember when Joe said getting like the day of his blue belt was like the be- one of the best days of his life. Right. I completely understand. Yep. It's a huge achievement. Right. And it's your first belt, but it blows your mind. You're like, oh my God, I actually know something. Right. In this sport that makes you feel like you know nothing all the time. Right. You get that. But then it's all about momentum. It's like stand up is the same way or anything really difficult because it's fucking hard and you always want to quit. Right. So you got to keep going. Now people have taken a year off <laughs> at some of the best schools in the country. Right. And they're probably going to close because they won't be able to afford to open again i mean people are really supportive i know at my gym in santa monica i knew the guy um that did the uh kind of enrollment stuff so he like knew the numbers right and he said it was like i think like 50 percent of people stayed on paying even though you couldn't even train at all just to allow the gym to stay open but but that barely allowed the gym to stay open because now you're at fifty percent. And think of what people are having to pay to get nothing, no training. Oh, that is rough, man. That is so rough. I mean, I just don't know. It breaks my heart, man. Yeah, right. it breaks my heart. It's gotten to that. It's gotten I mean, I don't want to be a super Debbie down on this one, but right. this is what these two were about. And 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 I think people should talk more about what are the risks of not getting back to normal life what are the risks you know joe's already taking every freaking good stand-up comedian out of la and he's gonna open probably what will be the best comedy club in the country for sure and now they fucking all live in austin right i mean i moved to santa monica to be near the comedy store right like that that was a choice like oh fuck yeah i'm doing that and everything else that was good that was there was like well this is all a bonus right and now it's like, okay, I guess move to Austin if you want to be a comedian. Right. I mean, that's it's like that's the world's a, changing. It's not a terrible play <laughs> at the end of the day. I mean, I've been to Austin. It's a pretty sweet spot. But I'm sure there's a million people moving there right now just because Joe mentioned it. That's probably the truth. Well, I, they talked about that. Didn't he say that a landowner there, like the landowners have talked about buying up land because of... Right. Joe moving to Austin. Yeah, that's right. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's smart. Bro. The influence that guy has doesn't even make any sense. Right, right. Totally. Unreal. Well, let's let's end with something positive. It's the new year is a few days away. And whether you're making a freaking New Year's resolution or what you're doing, I mean, fuck, try and have some hope. Yeah, you should. You should. Make, you should. Make Maybe the New Year's resolution should be we insist that everything opens up again. I think that that's the right right play. Everybody be healthy, be happy, and everything open the fuck back up. That's it. Because <laughs> Garrett's really upset, and we need to cheer this guy up. <laughs> but have <laughs> a happy time. New Year. All sure. right, buddy. Hey, thanks for joining me, and thanks for this year of pods. I know we only did a few months, but, but you've... You've been uh, a recurring guest and co-podcaster. Co, uh, and thanks to everyone listening. This is the last one of the year. So, as always, thanks for the support. Message us on uh, Joe Rogan Experience Review at Gmail. Follow us on our Instagram. You can find Garrett's Instagram in the description of the podcast. There's a survey on there, too, if you could fill out. That would be great. And otherwise, God bless you all. Happy New thanks, Year. Thanks, Garrett. Thank you. Hey. Laters.